Hello and welcome to the Prosperous Photographer Podcast, where we talk about money, business, and mindset. Join us as we have honest discussions on creating a successful photography business with your host, owner of three six-figure photography businesses, Melissa Madden. So this year's mission is to help 10,000 photographers become successful, prosperous business owners. It is hard to sit on the sidelines and see so many talented people not running a successful business. I mean, you know what? Not, not running a professional business. Maybe that's the, the better way to start this out, to professionalize their business. Because I think when a photographer or any creative business owner has a business that is professionalized, that's my new favorite word, <laughs> then I think that that leads to a successful, prosperous photography business. I know I oversimplify it all the time, but quite honestly, that's really the core of a successful business is having, you know, all your ducks in a row, a well-oiled machine, having everything, you know, your policies and, you, you know, you've laid that foundation for yourself where anything can happen. You can have anything thrown at you, but because you have such a rock solid foundation, you can handle it and you can prosper. And that's what I want for at least 10,000 photographers this year. In order for this to happen, photographers need to know their policies, their pricing, their value. They need to have a basic bookkeeping system in place so that they can know their numbers from day one. I don't want them wondering how much they make or what they can afford to pay themselves, but I want them to have a solid foundation from which they can build, build a business in such a way that they can create a life they want from this business. Isn't that what we all want? We all want to make a living doing what we love, but honestly, not feel overwhelmed and stressed. Just honestly enjoy what we're doing and get paid well for it, get paid what we're worth. And that's pretty much what I want for not just 10,000 photographers, for, for any photographer that wants this for themselves. That is my mission to reach as many people as possible free. I want to share my knowledge of what we've been doing here for the last, you know, 20, 25 years and, you know, get the word out to as many people as possible and get people, you know, the success that they deserve. So in my experience in the last 20 or 25 years, I've definitely noticed that the overwhelm and stress from being a small business owner, especially photography, seems to stem from working too much for not enough money. I think as photographers, you know, there's a lot of saying yes to jobs and projects that should probably be said no to. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes down to what photographers value themselves at. So valuing yourself enough that you recognize what your time is worth. And if you do choose to do something for free, then you do it on your terms, the right way, a way that doesn't take advantage of you. Understanding what you're worth and attracting clients that recognize your value is definitely the cornerstone to having a prosperous photography business. And I know this is hard. This is a hard one because, you know, you're out there and you, you want to establish relationships with clients and you get asked to do a lot of things for not a lot of money when you're starting out. And where do you draw the line? Like where, where do your boundaries come in? And that's something, where do your boundaries come in? Not your client's boundaries, your boundaries. Learning to say no is powerful and productive for you personally, as well as your business. But it's hard, I know, because we're, we're not that we're, you know, people pleasing is not necessarily what I'm talking about, but you're trying to establish your business and saying no, sometimes you think is going to be something that kills your career. It's definitely tough and, and working through that. And, and again, going back to last week's episode, when you have your policies in place and you have clear answers, 
answers and you've decided for yourself ahead of time what these boundaries are and what you will and won't do, that's a great way of establishing and making it much easier for you to say no because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't that you know doing that free thing or doing this or that or you value your time and you've decided that no or yes. I mean that that's your call. You're the business owner and you get to make that decision not the client, (laughs) you get to make that decision. So then I do, I understand how hard it is when you're first starting out. You want paying clients so that you can validate your new business. But, and I say this with all caps, starting out on the right foot with clear policies in place and pricing that makes sense for you will make it easier to get this business off the ground. And please, 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 no sliding scale pricing. My goodness, please be consistent. I sound like I'm lecturing. I'm really not. But there's nothing that drives me crazier than, well, well, you know, for you, I'll charge this. And then for that person, you know, maybe I'll charge that. And ooh, what should I charge for this? No, there needs to be, you have to have consistency, be consistent. Consistency is the key to success. Show up every day with consistency and integrity. And it is only a matter of time until this pays off for you. Because trust me, the wishy-washy pricing, not presenting that to clients as if you're not secure and what what your pricing is. I mean, people can sniff that. They can smell it out. So I'm not a fan of sliding scale pricing or not being consistent with, with your pricing structure. But for most new photographers or photographers transitioning to full-time or another niche, the business isn't immediately there. I totally get that. And you have to accept that. Like that's something that we all know, no matter what our career is. It could be being, you know, a psychiatrist or being you know, any sort of service-based business that when you start out, you don't have that client base. So obviously you need to build it. But if you accept that and start from a place of, well, let me put it this way. If you don't act too desperate or too willing, this is where the good planning comes into play. If you start your business the right way, no matter if the paying jobs aren't immediately rolling in, you are prepared. So there's no such thing as an overnight success. So I'm sure we can all agree that for most new photographers or photographers transitioning to full-time or another niche, the business isn't always immediately there. In fact, it's almost never there initially. And I think that's not just with photographers. Any service-based business, obviously, you need time to build your clientele and accept that. And please don't act desperate or too willing. I sound like I'm lecturing, but in a way I am because this is where good planning comes into play. So going back to my previous podcast episode, if you start your business the right way, it will not matter if the paying jobs aren't immediately rolling in. There's so there's no such thing as an overnight success. Everyone puts time in, everyone. But if you start with desperate or neediness, this energy will set the tone for you and your business and how your potential clients view you. I mean needy energy is ugly and it's obvious it's like a dog can sniff it out so can a client if if they know that they have an angle with you they're going to take it or they're going to try to take it but if you approach because you have your foundation in place you've got your policies you've set your boundaries and you know coming into this time frame of setting up your business that You're going to do it on your terms and you're not desperate because you have created, well, here, let me take a step back and say, you know, when you're starting out, you have to make sure it makes economic sense for you. Don't add extra pressure on yourself starting out a business. Maybe it means you have a job that supports you and you're building your business to a point so that when you're ready to leave your job, your photography income is at a level to replace what your job was paying you or as close to it as you need to be. So you pretty much ride out your job or the career that you're currently in. You ride that out until your photography 
income can replace your job income. And therefore, it's you're not taking jobs out of desperation. You're not, oh my goodness, yes, of course I'll take that. It doesn't matter what it, what it pays or I'll work 18 hours, seven days a week you know, for very little money. Like you're deciding that you have enough money over here. And once you can replace that with your photography money, then you transition to a full-time photographer. So that's, that's something that's good planning. Or maybe you're a student and you just finished school, grab a part-time job, maybe live with your parents, do what you need to do to get a solid emergency fund in place so you can ride out the storm of not having as many jobs, you know, as, as you hope when you first start out. Running a photography business is a little bit like owning a house. There are always unexpected expenses that you need to be prepared for. That's why I can't stress enough that starting on a solid financial foundation is critical. So again, that's where the emergency fund comes in place or maintaining that full-time job with an emergency fund in place, having that security of an income or, you know, a nice nest egg set aside to kind of ride you through the the early, the early lean days when you don't have any or have the amount of money that you want coming in. This gives you the ability to say no to jobs or to clients that you don't want to work with. And that's critical. Those are those boundaries. I mean, again, why else would you want to have your own photography business? Or why else would you want to be an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, running a small business if you didn't want the flexibility and the freedom to make these decisions for yourself? So honestly, like setting these foundations, these policies, setting the foundation and the policies up in your interest and having that cushion of a job or a nest egg, you know, just put aside your emergency fund just gives you the peace of mind to say yes and no to what you want to. And I think that's critical when when you're building a business. And if you're a stay-at-home parent that knows they have the income support from their other half, I implore you to treat the business as a real business as well, to expect it to pay you. From the outset, please don't make light of it. Take your business and yourself seriously. You can do this. You don't give away your time or devalue yourself by charging prices that just aren't in line with industry standards. This hurts everyone. You owe it to yourself and other photographers out there trying to make a living from their craft to charge what's in line, you know, with what everyone else is charging. You're worth more than a $50 shoot and burn or shooting a wedding for $500. Just because there's enough income in your house doesn't mean you need to treat your photography business any less than than what it is. I mean, this is a business and you're putting your heart and soul into it. You're putting your energy, your hours, your time, dealing with stressful work situations, long hours. Please treat it as a bit the business that you deserve an income from. (laughs) Sorry, that's my two cents. I have a lot to say on that because, you know, I think sometimes when people have another income to fall back on, they don't take it as seriously. And I see them working their their butts off and they're not getting enough money in return and they, they deserve more. And guys, since you are running a business, like treat it that way. I just said that a second ago, but, you know, have these policies, know your numbers, be consistent. Your clients will respond to this. Trust me. Guess what happens next? When you answer emails or DMs promptly, show up on time for your shoots, play well with others on the job, you know, with a smile, being pleasant, even if things aren't going exactly right, like be that person. They're like, wow, you know. Melissa is so easy to work with. It's a pleasure to work with her. I can't wait to work with her again. When they have those thoughts going through their head and then you deliver good images in a timely manner when you said you would, then the business builds itself. I can't stress that enough. These clients that had such a consistent, good experience with you, they remember that. And when a friend or an associate needs a photographer, 
guess who they're going to refer? They're going to refer you. Like you are front in their mind. They had such a good experience working with you. You did everything you said you were going to do. The experience was fantastic. And now you become the photographer they refer for everything. I know it works, (laughs) but pretty much that is how our business is built on pretty much good experience referral. And I know everyone loves investing their time and energy in social media. And that can certainly be a great way to attract a new client. I know myself, I know how many people come through Instagram. I've never really put a ton of effort into it because my residual business or my referral based business is so much greater than, you know, getting new leads from Instagram, which I, we do, but that's definitely not what, what propels our business. You know, I think Instagram, the socials, all of that are great to attract new clients, but winning the long game with a photography business is mainly about building relationships. And to the point of just a second ago, when I was talking about when you're on a shoot and, you know, people are raving about how fun and easy you are to work with and they get great images and the whole experience is wonderful. That right there is the core of building your business. These relationships, you know, that means at the shoot, on the set, you know, in the studio, on the phone, in person, in a family's home, or at a wedding, you are your number one marketing piece, not your Instagram feed, you. If you're pleasant to work with and deliver good images on time, then you get referrals. Your socials can't do that for you, only you can. I wish, I mean, I love, believe me, I love Instagram. I spend entirely too much time on it every single day, but I've never really looked at it as the way that my business, you know, has catapulted, you know, into multiple six figures. It's ironically, it's had very little impact. You know, yes, we get referrals and I'm, I'm sorry, we get, you know, people looking for a photographer, blah, blah, blah. But really the relationships that we've built over the years with different people, different vendors and planners and, you know, fellow industry professionals, that's where, and clients, of course, the client base is where the business comes from. And that's something that I don't want, especially, you know, the younger people that may look at us and like, oh yeah, you've been doing this forever. You're dinosaurs. But, and the name of the game is still the same. Like you need money, you know, you need clients, you need income, you know, and you need to, you know, be able to build your business based on repeat performance. You don't want to constantly have to be looking for new clients. The having a client base that constantly keeps referring you is worth, you know, again, each client is worth like 10 referrals and every, you know, Instagram post certainly doesn't have that same reach. So having a good relationship with your clients is in my opinion, number one. So, and again, this is, goes back to the original point and back to my last podcast, When you get it right from the start and treat each time you're out shooting in front of people as your number one marketing tool, your success as a photographer is imminent. (laughs) And I can't stress that enough. It's honestly the number one way to build your business. And please take that to heart. And I sound luxury. I'm sorry, but it's just we've been doing this a long time. But the photographers that are in it for the long haul, they're the ones that are, you know, front and center in people's minds. They're they're getting not only, you know, leads from Instagram and other social media channels, but they're also getting the solid referrals from people that are pretty much the raving fans. And this is exactly how you build a prosperous photography business for the long term, having raving fans out there, you know, literally who will tell anyone and everyone, you must work with this person, this photographer, because they are so amazing. And that's what you want. And that's how you build a long-term sustainable business. Looking forward to my next episode. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode all the way to the end. 
If you have any questions about the things we covered in the show or would like to suggest a topic for us to cover in future episodes, please reach out on Instagram at The Prosperous Photographer. And it would mean so much to us if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. See you next week.